3: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Friday Fun Show. Working title, your guide to week 10 and perhaps beyond. I don't know yet. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. It might, be, it might be a show that is completely rooted in the events of the next 72 hours. Or it could be a dissertation on the future of society. I don't know. <laughs> Midterm elections at all. Um, Dan Hans is here with Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Patrick Claybon. How is everybody in the top
4: quartile of the top quartile? Mm. I like that. We got a little Claybon doing It's About Me today, so we might we might get some hot politics. Take. I'm Super, sure super
3: nervous. Right. There is a, there is a bit of pressure on you because I feel like you're born for It's About Me, Claibon. Uh, but it was like <laughs> okay, we can't we can't wait it out anymore. We need to turn the entire show over. To Patrick and see what comes of it. Thank you to everybody that is live streaming uh, with us right now. Uh, we have literally hundreds of people uh, in the top quartile of the top quartile of the top quartile of uh, podcast listeners. So thank you to everybody. This happens every Friday. And uh, coming up on today's show, yes, Patrick Claibon will get something off his chest. Speaking of chest, he had he's like a Henley pullover that one button was down little bit of a show and I mentioned it and then he quickly buttoned it up. Yeah, uh, yeah the,
2: the temperature was getting very hot in the pre-show uh chat between us and um, I think it was appropriate for the viewer that that Claiborne did that. Um or maybe not. Maybe he needs to go in the opposite direction.
1: Well, I was trying to I was trying to match Mark uh, honestly uh, cuz Mark's done some chess. A little bit of chess reveal as well. Uh maybe you guys could join us, right? If, if
3: you, Yeah, I don't you know, I'm this not, is not a sure a fun show. <laughs> uh, yeah who anybody have lettuce here anybody have chest hair I mean, uh, not oh real, yeah
2: right I do not a not like overwhelmingly but it's there's right. it, about, there's some presence I don't have
4: the back hair that the rest of the Rosenthal men do but I do have the chest thank, thank God, God no, that's for I always
3: feel like like if I'm at the shore and I'm at the beach and I see the guy yeah. that is insanely hairy and I know there are people watching right now that are this way, so I'm not making fun of you, but it, it just sucks. Like very hairy back and then there's nothing up top and it's just like, God, what's up? What are we doing here? You didn't need to do this. I don't know. Anyway, I, uh, my Irish heritage is, means I'm basically a wet seal. So I don't, I can't really, it's not a great show for me either. Um, Let's get into all of the action. Yes, um, it's about me with Claybon. We'll do some listener feedback. We'll have the week 10 injury minute. We'll make some predictions. But first, let us close the door on the first part of week 10 Thursday Night Football.
1: Smith now motions right. The snap. Hand off Foreman. Running right side. Going downhill. 10, 5, touchdown! Deontay Foreman, keep trucking!
3: Wow, Deontay Foreman gets the highlight. All right. Deontay Foreman had a big day, so maybe he deserved it. Going 130 yards and a touchdown. In a 25 15 win for the Panthers over the Falcons. Uh, on a rainy Thursday night in Charlotte. Um, hmm, where to start on this one? First, I'll start here. I locked up the Falcons. <laughs> and you know what's annoying? I, I knew it at the time. I There's a trophy right here. It's because I'm good at this. And I made some mistakes. I did not look at the week slate. I just looked at TNF. Never locked TNF. That was mistake number one. It's a weird, funky, silly game. Two, never lock up Marcus Mariota on the road. I did that. (laughs) Number three, never lock up Marcus Mariota at home, which he wasn't, but that's just a safeguard. So lesson learned for the old Zeuser, who's going to make things a little more competitive or interesting in the locks challenge now that I've given you guys a game. I mean, Dan, hold on. You're not even leading. Hold on one second. Make it more competitive. You're you're up by one, right? I housed you last year, Greg. And I was in first place before Thursday night. So I've made things a little more challenging. So you're tied. Tied. (laughs)
4: Okay. <laughs> mark made an ex- excellent move to jump yeah. out of the falcons i mean i that do wonder
2: mystically dan had i kept the falcons as my lock and the lock brothers which Ooh. are really an impenetrable uh solar force had i kept my lock would the falcons have just won i i might have caused the loss for you which i apologize
3: no that's a good call but i think what i should have done and hindsight is twenty twenty. Once you did it as the lock brother, you get out. That should have been my message. Mm. I yeah. got to get out as well. Yep. Again, you learn lessons in this life and hopefully um you get better as a person and as a game picker. All right, let's get to the game. Uh sloppy. Also, another rule is when there's a tropical storm pounding the region yeah. where the stadium is, just get out. Get out of that as well. <laughs> but um yeah, the Panthers did a nice job bouncing back here Greg from a uh, game where they last week they're down 42 nothing in the third quarter so getting a W you get some dignity back in the in the locker room and uh, in general you you stick it to a division rival and oh not for nothing kind of stay on the periphery of the division race what a what a year in the nfc south
4: right if the games go on sunday as i personally expect which would be a seahawks win in germany And uh, a Saints loss in Pittsburgh or a Saints win, it wouldn't matter. The the Panthers are only one game out of first with three division wins. They felt confident, I think, because they pushed around the Falcons just two weeks ago. It's a division game where they outplayed the Falcons in Atlanta because they could run on the Falcons. And I think they see the Falcons running attack so much. They're a little more prepared for it. The Falcons are one of those teams, I think, that are tough to prepare for. But they know what they're about after playing against Arthur Smith with this defense for a while. And they stuffed the Falcons running game early and they made Mariota have to be a drop back passer a handful of times. And you got the bad Mariota game half the weeks this season. I'd say he's a huge part of their great running game and it's almost built around him and he's good with all the ball fakes and he he makes just enough you know, good decisions with the ball throwing that it all is fine. It's play action. He's protected. The other half, he looks terrible. And this was that other half, maybe the worst game I've seen out of him. The box score didn't really say it, but they could have had three or four interceptions on him.
2: I mean, it reminds me what they did, what Carolina did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that sort of surprising result where they ran all over him. I thought they looked at the Falcons and said, you know, like a friend to a friend, like, um, Can I try your dress on? They just played the Atlanta's offense and and stuck it to him. And I thought it was a weird, uh, a weird night for Arthur Smith, who I've been a a fan of and I enjoy what he's done with, with lesser parts in general, but at one, you know, I think it was their third drive that, you know, they come out kind of throwing the ball in a, in rain in this hideous weather more than you'd expect. And on the third drive, they're stuck in their own right near their own goal line and run the ball three times inside their own 10 and punt the ball away. It's like, what happened to the creativity? Cordero or Patterson wasn't used very much. Um, again, it's like I just look at the Falcons, and, and they have been frisky. Um, I don't know if they qualify for that now at this point, but Mariota and it's his killer mistakes, he does a f- couple things well, but I wonder what the conversation inside that building is about. When do we find it appropriate or necessary to insert Desmond Ritter? Or, or what do they know about Desmond Ritter in practice that says, We're not ready to do that yet because of what we do know. But it's like all the reports on him in the preseason where he's smart. He's really good with the offense. He knows the playbook. Like, do you make the switch just to see what you have?
1: And honestly, Mark, because immediately after the game, the question was asked to Arthur Smith, and it was a fast no, like Mm -hmm. a fast and decisive Mm -hmm. no on the quarterback change. And, you know, we don't know because we're watching on TV. He's standing there in the rain. But did you guys not feel the frustration in the play calling? from Arthur Absolutely. Smith especially on the heels of an eight play 92 yard drive where Marcus Mariota has a has the touchdown pass they pull within the score and then they come right back out on first down on this opportunity for the Marcus Mariota TNF legacy drive and they have this <laughs> first down run and it's miserable and then Mariota's trying to navigate the pocket under pressure and and there's a holding penalty and then that happens it was the team was in absolute hell on that most important drive of the game and you, and you kind of left wondering, what, is this, what does this offense do? Like, what's what's the plan? What do they hope to accomplish? And it's just a, a lot of question marks after just a nasty game. Uh, I like the this Falcons from offense.
3: Billy G. Kyle Pitts is stuck in that jail cell with Mark. Yeah, I think he had two catches <laughs> and eight, nine targets and it gets wide open all the time. This is not a Kyle Pitts is a bus situation. This is a quarterback can't shoot straight situation. And heading into this game, um, we were coming off the Sunday game where Mariota was missing throws all game. And it was just like, my God, like you just got the vibe uh, watching Arthur Smith on that sideline. Like he's he's probably going to be ready to move on after this year. So I don't after watching this game on top of it, that's a too rough, uh, you know, uh, game tape days for Mariota. And you just wonder. If you should take anything out of what Smith says immediately after the game, he's trying to keep things under control. But at the same time, I don't think there's to me any question that Mariota is not the future. Is Desmond Ritter the future? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I think there are one or two losses away, and they're coming with Mariota cratering like this. Uh, from it being a no-brainer to turn it over to the kid, and then you get a look at him before you make your decision in the offseason. I think it's to me it's just an inev- inevitable at this
1: point.
4: Yeah, they're trying to make the playoffs too and if Mariota's making rookie mistakes and he, it's not like he's winning from you know above the neck in terms of like making all the right decisions. That's probably been his biggest problem this year then why not try out the kid? I mean, P.J. Walker wasn't much better. He made a few good throws. He tried to throw the ball away a couple times when Steve Wilkes surprisingly let him try to win it with his arms on a few third and longs late in the game, and, and neither team could catch an interception. But I like that we got Deontay Foreman at the beginning because he was awesome throughout. And you look at their running attack since Wilks has taken over. Their three best rushing days, all 169 yards and over, have happened in the last four weeks since they've traded Christian McCaffrey. Like, it's, Running backs are important. I think that gets a little overrated. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is better, but it's also no question that they've become a much better running team, uh, partly because of the opponents, partly because they're just getting better. But since they've traded Christian McCaffrey, I don't think they're going to get back in this race. But this is one of the worst divisions I've ever seen. It's right there with uh, the, the Panthers, division when they had a losing record and the Panthers uh, rallied at the very last maybe, second. I think
2: they went 7-8-1 and one or something like yeah. that right. and then played the Cardinals in the
4: playoffs. I think that's happening. I don't think the Panthers are going to be the one to take it, but I think a losing record wins this division.
2: Is there a weirder quarterback room that you can remember during the run of this show than P.J. Walker starting while two first-round draft picks, including a first overall pick, sit on the bench? I think because they just think P.J. Walker fits this setup better. It's it's a good
3: call. And it's also, you know, Mayfield stays in the headlines by headbutting teammates with his uh, cap on, (laughs) uh, which, you know, he's got to do something at this point. Um, It just shows they're so adrift in their quarterback room. But both these teams, I mean, this is going to be, I think, a, a division... Uh, and you could look <laughs> at the Saints as well, perhaps, here, and maybe even the Bucs, uh, where we could have a major facelift at the most important position because I think not uh, this doesn't go across the board with this division because I don't think Brady's solely to blame for their issues over there. Um, but the quarterback play, I think, is a big reason why the, this division is so bad. Uh, and, that, and that play that Mariota, that's the legacy play for Mariota, the, the play in the second half near midfield where he's spinning down and is – his butt hits the turf, but he still throws it up for grabs, and it's intercepted, and he gets yeah. saved because his his butt cheeks hit the turf. It was like at that point, I don't know how Arthur Smith watches the tape and says that this is the guy I'm going to ride or die with for the rest of the season. He just looks like a dude that's hit his expiration date to me. I, I
2: have a sandwich bet for you guys. Oh, let's get it. Whoever wins this division, they go into the playoffs as the obvious underdog, but they will be playing at home. I'm telling you now, whoever wins this division <laughs> – <laughs> convincingly wins a, their playoff game convincingly well all right i'm gonna say they a would number go, on gonna, it I'm gonna, no i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm just gonna say they flat out win their playoff game against a heavy favorite
3: i would say i would take you on it but this is a weird year and i'm thinking out loud right now so they would be the lowest seeded division winner they would get the top seeded wild card right so yeah they would get let's let's say the giants in their or building the cowboys i mean if they get the cowboys i think they're cooked but i, I mean if they get the giants or another kind of funky team that you could see falling on its face at, uh, on the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not going to take you on it. The league's too weird this year.
1: Just so I can get in on a sandwich prop, I yeah. will not take you on it because right. I see a chance right. the Vikings right. lose a couple games and you could get Kirk Cousins against Tom Brady
4: at home. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually don't <laughs> like the odds are the Bucks win this division. And then the, if they're at home, they're probably Wait. favored or close in that game, almost no matter who they're playing. But I'm going to take you. Uh, just for yeah. the fun of it, this I is, know I'm a gonna lose. Ridiculous one, but I
1: just want to be involved in a sandwich prop, and I just want to buy you a sandwich.
2: I like the spirit <laughs> of
3: this. That's very nice of you. <laughs> Plus the the huddle here, the food's free, so like that's an easy one as well.
4: Um, all right, it can't be from the huddle. We need to make a rule. Right, that's It's not okay, the cold. Uh, yeah, ham and cheese.
3: Any other thoughts on this game
4: before we move on? One quick one, which is that Derek Brown has made himself more money this year than almost any player. A top 10 pick that was kind of seen as a bust coming into this year and has been one of the best nose tackle, defensive tackles in the league. They'll pick up his fifth year option, guarantee him 10 plus million for 2024, and then he'll make a monster contract. And he kind of came out of nowhere. He was looking at it like a bust.
1: And I was going to say Arthur Smith might be a believer in the whole playing a rookie quarterback too early thing, and that might be why we're not seeing Desmond Ritter. Mark, what is the food in the
3: in the local penitentiary that you're imprisoned it's, in? I
2: mean, I I am attempting to convince you that it's not a penitentiary. How do I see you <laughs> in the studio three times a week and then I'm shuffled back to this like high level? So it's a, I mean, a sort of a uh, three words: prison? work
4: release program. Yeah. All right, free all Mark.
2: Right, all right. Well, it's the food is is fine. It's only one day a week. I have to deal with it.
4: It's like a new volunteer prison where they simulate what prison is like for people who want that feeling yeah we we established
3: on last week's friday fun show (laughs) (laughs) that it's one of those country club greenwich connecticut type um reform homes more than it's you know state lockup you know you're not rikers, insider
1: traders and
2: read large novels lift weights be comforted (laughs) (laughs) oh you'll be
1: comforted all right
3: um all right let's move on let's check in with the listeners um anything you got. What hey, where's Grave Digger? I want to say hi to Grave Digger. Hey, David. Grave how are you, buddy? I'm um great. somebody how are tweeted you? at <laughs> I'm great. Somebody <laughs> tweeted at uh, me earlier today or maybe the whole group that uh we've been, you know, riding you a little bit in recent episodes. Do you do you sense that? And if you do, I want to preemptively apologize for Mark. Um but um, it's all in good fun and we love you.
5: Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Mark. Um no, I feel like we're just bantering. <laughs> <laughs>
3: mark just flipped double birds from prison which feels right <laughs> you feel good about it. you're okay
5: though you're yeah i don't feel animosity action. between us you know i think okay. we're i think we're all doing well i'm
4: always to this fear, is why you gotta watch Justin. the friday fun show live uh because you can get stuff before they're blurred out are we yeah. gonna have to blur that No, somebody will grab that, I'm sure, and it will be up on Twitter (laughs) if you're listening. Sorry, Uh, Mark, for cutting you off. What were you going to say?
2: No, it's like I I feel that I adequately assess Justin's work, and he's done a very good job most of the time.
5: Ooh, he was about (laughs) to say excellent, and then he downgraded it to very good. (laughs) I enjoy his presence. Oh, there's There's
3: something there. I don't know what it is, but we're going to get to the bottom of it by the end of the season. What do we got, Justin, from the uh, listeners slash viewers?
5: All right, this is a fun one for Dan and maybe Greg to answer. Two-part question. Right, you want to read it? Go ahead, buddy. Is Geno Smith the best player the Jets have drafted in the past 15 years? How far could this Jets team go with 2022 Geno at QB?
3: Well, I don't I don't hate on Sam Green because uh, I get it. He's trying to get a rise out of me. I don't think any Jets fan is thinking right now, Man, if only we had Gino. That ship sailed so long ago. It's like a, it's like feels like another generation generation ago. He got drafted by the Jets before this podcast started. So uh, Greg doesn't believe it. I don't. I'm fine with Gino having a nice season. I don't want him to have a good game no, against the Jets. I in don't the week believe 18.
4: that. You guys were rooting so hard. Why even pretend that you would be loving it if he was? Greg, dying you're right missing. Now. You've
3: always missed the point with this. I've never been rooting against Gino. He's rooting against you. So, right. That, that's what
4: I mean. But it's at yeah, this point, it's like the same. I, there's nothing the same
3: personal thing. for me with Gino Smith. Um This version of Gino would be a huge upgrade over Zach Wilson, by the way. So those are two. Uh, I don't I don't live in a world where I wish Gino was my quarterback. But I also you can't hide from the fact that Gino's having a great year. And if you combined him with uh, the Jets team as a whole, they'd be better. So
4: there you go. I'm trying to think of who's been a decent draft pick by the Jets over the last decade. Sauce Everyone I was coming Gardner. up with just fought. Fall- yeah, yeah this that, well, true. This year's true. Quinn and Williams. Yeah, Quinn Jamal and Williams. Adams. Uh, I was thinking yeah, Adams? more like further back, but you're Peace right Hall. because they had a great little run from like 07 to to 11. If they had the Jet, if they had Geno this year in an offense which isn't uh, dissimilar from the one. Seattle runs. I think they'd have a chance to make the Super Bowl. It'd be harder in the AFC, but I think they'd have a chance to make the Super Bowl. And it has felt personal, Dan, sometimes over the years cuz like the whole thing with him getting punched in the face was uh, I felt like painted as like, well, this guy is kind of obnoxious. And that I think that was the thing that that got the Gino supporters most upset. Like somehow that was the on Gino him. Supporter. Well, do you yeah.
3: The only reason I've ever given Gino uh crap about that was it sounded like he was being a d- to a teammate like he stiffed the guy a, a no-name player on a six hundred dollar flight after he blew off that guy's uh camp for children in texas and when the guy that was a uh not a even a a guaranteed salary dude was like hey man can you pay me back for the flight or half the flight he kept on like brushing him off and kind of laughing him off and then the guy did the wrong thing i.k and polly and
4: yeah but those aren't like face. two those aren't like a both sides things where they're they're equal to me or that they're okay. like it's worth Greg, me. you know
3: what you're the morality police here. That's that's fine, but that was the wrong thing for Geno was, Smith to do. He was, was assaulted
1: stuff. and he had to miss games. Right? No, he I'm saying I'm not like saying his this career. This is this is such <laughs> a stupid
3: conversation. Ike and Polly was an ass <laughs> for what he did, obviously. But it's not that Geno, and I'm not saying Geno Smith deserved it, but you can't just view it in a vacuum as he was an innocent man that got clocked in the face. He was being a dick, <laughs> and sometimes when you're a you get popped in the mouth that's what happened hey, to him
2: good question samuel green
3: yeah, yeah. It, it, it did, Sam, uh, bring it what else we got
5: all right let's stick to the quarterback discussion here daniel black wants to know has burrow elevated above the tua herbert debate elevated Clay above Vaughan. i feel like he's always been above but yeah. it,
1: um i mean wh- why is this debate they can all be good <laughs> like, like they can all be good um the, the fact that like some people are going to question either quarterback some people are, of course are going to question joe burrow and managing the pocket and taking sacks and all this i think all of these guys are good i think football itself the, and football discourse can elevate above like oh this guy i know like we rank quarterbacks and that's something that we do and it's a fun discussion but like we don't have to pit these guys against each other like to take one if one goes up another doesn't have to go down i i think Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert are going to be starters in the league for the next 10 to 12 years. Sometimes they're going to win. Sometimes they're going to lose. They're going to do it differently. It, it, it's not. I, I hope people don't think I'm fence sitting to say this, but I think they're all good. I think they're all good. They're all good in different ways.
3: Is that? Well, that's part of the reason I love you, Claibon, is that you just look at things from a different perspective than a typical sports fan. I think for me, it's like it's fun to debate who's better than who. But when you look at it from that lens, it's like it's true. You don't have to decide this guy's better and that makes this guy worse. Uh, And that's why I'm looking so forward to what's about to happen in a couple of minutes. It's about me with Patrick Claibon. Mm. (laughs) What else we got?
5: All right. Let's do one more quarterback question. Becca Roby wants to know, how quickly do you think the Lions are looking for a new quarterback? Think they will stick with Goff for another year? Love all of your work, gentlemen.
2: I don't <laughs> think, th- I mean, I think that they've set their whole world up collecting draft picks. The whole Goff switch and the whole Stafford thing was to eventually get another quarterback. He's he's the dictionary definition of a placeholder, and. I mean, he's he's sort of fine. He's sort of Dalton-line-ish to me on some level. And I think that there's a better draft coming up. If Detroit's not looking at starting with a new young quarterback, I'm not quite sure what they're doing. He, he
4: gone. I mean, there's no yeah. chance. They've actually put themselves in the position that they tried not to be in initially, which is like, well, we don't have to take a quarterback. We, we need to take time because we need to build up the rest of the team first. And that's fine. They didn't fall in love with any quarterbacks available to them in the last two drafts. But this season, they're stuck in the place where they have to. They can't go into next season with Jared Goff. Assuming the coaching staff's even there next year, which I'm not totally assuming, but I think is likely, they absolutely have to do whatever they can to get him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, the British Knights uh, cut you off there, Greg. Um, <laughs> I was ending it. It's all good. <laughs> Apologies. They're, you know, they're very regal, but they're also very conscious of time, apparently. Yeah, they um, have. They have
4: someone whipping them behind the
3: scenes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It is time now. Yes. a much long awaited uh, contribution uh, from Patrick Claibon on the segment we like to call in
1: honor of the great Chris Wessling.
3: It's about me.
1: All right. Hit it, Patrick oh it, it's about me uh this is cool it's also cool that i can look down at youtube and see instant reaction from people <laughs> all over the world uh while we do this uh because that ability hasn't always been available to us uh so while it's still around i would like to shout out social media website twitter.com um uh, like anything involving people it can have an extraordinary set of problems because people have problems uh, some of them more than others uh, but one thing it fundamentally changed for me and for millions of other people uh, around 16 years ago uh, it changed the way we watch and consume sports and that was with each other digital um I-, I can think back to all these moments ray allen in the corner a season changing field goal hitting not one but two posts the lights going out in new orleans watching the phrase orchestrate a murderous coup at a reading at a wedding um, I think about how I went a decade without watching wrestling, but I knew the second that Taker's streak at WrestleMania came to an end. I, I just, none of these things that we shared was a corporation. Uh, none of that was gifted to us by a billionaire. Uh, that was us. We invented the quote tweet, the subtweet, the modified tweet, uh, entire genres of communication and jokes birthed by us just being in the same place. Uh, sharing the same moments. And and so this place where I've strengthened my relationships with all of my coworkers who can understand me because of this website, uh, the place where I met my wife, uh, the place where we go to be angry uh, and happy and everything in between, I'm not saying this because the URL is in danger from some talentless fraud. I'm saying this because (laughs) I love what we were able to accomplish uh, and what we were able to make together. And when and if the opportunity presents itself, we will be able to do it again.
3: Patrick, here, here. I that's that's great. I love I love that Patrick, and I, it makes me think also. Like for me, um, in my sports fandom, moving across the country, and you know, I, I wish I could watch games with my friends and my dad and my brother. And uh, Twitter, for me, has been like a companion uh, as well, uh, where I get to share opinions, also hear other takes. Like that, it really has changed the sports fandom experience uh, to such a positive degree. So it is. Yeah, it is worrisome and an, a little bit annoying that billionaires, as they tend to do, are trying to ruin a good thing.
2: When you like when you were talking, I thought to myself, you mentioned, you know, you've made friends, you got to know co-workers, you met your wife on Twitter. That's pretty incredible. Um that uh, the, I became friends with Wes on Twitter like a year and a half before he came to the NFL. And we had tweeted back and forth about um, things that annoyed us about books that we love. Fred Exley's uh, fan notes, which he's shared with you guys like uh, notably. And I was like, I don't like know what Chris looks like, or I've never seen him on a video thing. Cause there was no Chris video back then. He didn't do <laughs> that stuff. And like, uh, I just got to know him through words and through, and through writing. And so for me, I can get real cynical about what Twitter is, but that's, the high point. I also can think of about maybe 180 tweets that I've sent out over the last 10 years that I kind of wish I didn't. Um, so there's that <laughs> that's it. element of. I mean, <laughs> that's a low. That's the low. The low ebb of it. Yes, but um, it is a powerful uh, venue.
4: I I love that the the YouTube comments. I jumped in there. Was reading them live. I had a few myself. Um, we're expecting like a takedown. Uh, of what's going on on Twitter, but I think Claybon reminded us of all of our better selves. He was like Jeff Saturday is going to be on Sunday um, in that locker room when everyone's expecting it to go poorly and he's going to make us want to run through a brick wall for, for Twitter. Twitter
2: survives. Are you picking the Colts, Greg?
4: <laughs> maybe, maybe Mark's
2: rubbing off on me. I, I'm, yes, all, I'm very pro-Colts on Sunday. I, I cannot wait to see what Sundays happens. Sundays with Saturday is pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs>
5: I just want to add to the, all of this discussion that I wouldn't even have this job if it weren't for Twitter. I, I became friends with the social media manager of the Tennessee Titans. He sent my resume to the NFL. Like, this, would, this wouldn't this would even be happening right now if it wasn't for Twitter. So Is that a pro everything. or a con? That's a pro. No, I like Twitter.
2: A pro. I'm Justin. I adore you and think that you're wonderful at your job. And I'm glad that Twitter exists so that you exist in our lives and our fold. Thank you for being Aww, here.
5: Thank you. That'll be a drop. That was Um, (laughs) white.
2: Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. It's
3: time now. And I crowdsourced it this week with our amazing listeners. Um, What is Acroshore? It is time now for the Greg Rosenthal Week 10 Injury Minute presented by Acroshore Safety Nets for Circus Acrobats. Acroshore. Nailed it.
4: Again, this is uh, injury news as of 1.30 Eastern time. Do check your latest injury report later in the day. In uh, David Njoku and uh, Jeremiah Uso-Cormo are both out for the Browns. Denzel Ward, as Mark mentioned, will be back this week. Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro were both placed on injured reserve Thursday. Good luck, Raiders. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is practicing and is likely back. Josh, Josh Allen didn't practice all week. You might know his status by the time you hear this, but it's not looking good. Jordan Poyer is also out. Kenny Galladay's back. Ezekiel Elliott's back. Antoine Winfield is back. Justin Gage is out, uh, or Russell Gage, rather, for the Bucks. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen have not practiced as of this taping. Matthew Stafford has not practiced. It's looking like Johnny Walford, although maybe they'll mix in a little Bryce Hopkins. Ryan Tannehill great. is limited and does seem to be practicing more, trending towards a return, but I'm not going out on a limb like Tannehill. I mean, like uh, Graver there. Justin Verrett, <laughs> very disappointingly, is out for the season after tearing his Achilles. That is disappointing. My guy, Pete Warner, looks like he's going to miss for a very banged-up Saints team. KJ Hamler got hurt in Germany and uh, won't play this week. And uh, Eric Stokes is going to be out for the Packers. Shaq Leonard, by the way, has uh, suffered an injury, or at least just isn't getting over that injury. It's kind of been a quiet part of this Colts season. He's not looked the same at all, and he is back to being out. And let me go out on a limb on that one, little postscript. That the owner is not rushing Shaq Leonard back to action. <laughs> well, he's right. been playing and it's awkward, but he's probably been their worst player and, and has been a, a big problem for the defense. Like, and see you in July. It's, Rest it's up too bad. Kid. Interesting. Sundays with Saturday.
5: Do you say KJ Hamler was in Germany?
4: Did I? I? I that was a brain fart. I, I should not have said that. But
2: that, but Greg, that would keep him out of the game. So if that's <laughs> possibly true. <laughs> Man, Good
4: correction. He's yep. definitely not in Germany. I mixed up like the old uh, Russell Wilson team and, and the one he's playing.
3: Anything else, uh, Gravedigger? Before from the uh, listeners, uh, before we get to our fearless predictions. Oh, uh, gosh.
4: Um... No, uh, I catch flat, but it's fine. Oh, Let's come move. on. There's a million great ones. Just, I'm yeah. just looking at stream through.
3: You okay, can pick, them all. pick
5: Pick, one then. It's tough. It's tough. I don't know how to do it. All
3: right. Jim W, will the league shift their head coach criteria? Jeff Saturday is a successful coach. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, so to hire not qualified uh, uh, yes.
2: every t- what is more copycat than like coach sean mcveigh boy wonder succeeds so we're going to hire 12 other boy wonders and four of them but at maybe, least he was in succeeded. like
3: the um the world of nfl coaching this that i don't know if a copycat scenario
4: presents itself here but uh what do you guys think
1: yeah the copycat is the owners get to do whatever they want so right <laughs> it, it depends him.
4: if he becomes their head coach and jim mercy did kind of indicate that it could be something beyond this year maybe it'd be something to do with an interim i mean interim coaches what does it really matter and that on some level you kind of keep the coaching staff in the same spots that they were in but if they actually give them the real job next year that's a little different all right what else we got here aw please take my wife out to dinner pat wow <laughs>
1: scenario. that's 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 for you to do aw uh but I, i'm i'm rooting for you i'm rooting for
3: for everybody. AW is mean.
2: not quite understanding how marriage works, apparently, here. but <laughs> Well, he has a
3: different viewpoint on it. Sure, that's uh, fine. Peter R., point of view. You're a good
4: co- head coach who is available. Which hot seat most interests you? Oh, I like this one. The Arizona Cardinals. Although I would love it if there was a different what? GM there. What?
0: what? what, what? Because
4: Kyler what? Murray is their quarterback. I would like to what, work what? with him. And watching cliff kingsbury try to rally the troops and just thinking of Hell the man. veterans that have been in that locker room for three years and what they're thinking when he speaks to them i think that that place is due for a, a coach that looks good replacing cliff i don't think that kyler is the problem there but i don't know
3: if he's the solution either i don't know i might what go detroit
1: i'm going i'm going right here in southern california and Ooh. Chargers. well that's a good point yeah I guess that's
3: the on, winner that's a claybon's on fire right
1: now uh one more
3: fry farms at the halfway point of the season is kirk cousins still the prime meridian is he the dalton line for quarterbacks? no it's better but he kind of goes up
2: and down he just has but i yet. mean there's i mean that what's the prime meridian right now is like of this season like i think he's playing above I... kirk cousins levels for the most part
4: I think he's a unique player because I think he's been above the prime meridian this whole time. That's the whole the idea. We've never put him up as the Dalton scale. He's just this weird spot where he's like 12th always or 13th. And that's not the the middle. That's why he's getting that all that guaranteed money as right. he's like slightly better Wait, who did than that. Come
2: down on. Did we, it was a car. Was it Tannehill? No, there was a ta- Tannehill. I think it was car. What? I don't think so. That crazy. Thought was
4: it was an help us
3: out in the uh, comment section. Where, car where feels land perfect because
4: cars back to sinking because of what's going on around him. But he's fine. It's like he's not the solution. He's not the problem.
3: Yeah, that I think we talked about that in the episode, that the fact that Cousins keeps getting gobs of money is he is such a kind of a unique dude that nobody knows what to do with him. So you just keep giving him all this money. But he also is, like Greg says, not a top 10 quarterback, but he's also not a bottom 16. It's he's got a nice spot. All right. Anyway, uh, let's move now to fearless predictions. What do we have? Last week, Mr. Grave, digger.
5: We had a bunch of predictions that went awry. Mark had uh, four on his own. (laughs) Mark said the Titans will beat the Chiefs by 10 plus points. That did not count. Oh, that was looking good for a minute. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For a second. If, If Tannehill played, that could have happened. Dan will turn full villain on Zach Wilson by sundown on Sunday. I am not full villain. Uh, No, Zach Wilson beat the the Bills, so he's... Some doubt there still, though. Uh, Greg will eat cottage cheese at some point during the weekend. I actually don't know if Mark was correct about this or not. What happened with that, Greg?
4: it's been months. It's been months.
5: (laughs) And also, Mark said that Rachel will hike Runyon Canyon and encounter Diego Luna and then went off on a big, long, fantastical tangent. Uh, I don't think any of that happened because Rachel flew to Munich before that could happen. (laughs) Okay, Greg said the Falcons would rush for 217-plus yards against the Chargers, but... The committee would still have no ruling on Mark's guy, Tal- Tyler Algier. That was close, Greg. The Falcons rushed for 201 yards, but
3: no, they, they lost. And you're certainly right about the second part. We're still three to four <laughs> weeks in terms of the processing. I
2: mean, start. Algier had three catches for negative 17 yards last night, so I don't know what the like the big competition for the guy is thing here. It's he just, is it's part of a five-man running back committee. Right. I've never seen such a big committee.
3: Also, it's a, oh, it's a holiday weekend, uh, so you know how that backs up paperwork so I think we're back up to four to six
5: okay what else <laughs> um Dan said the Chargers would lose to the Falcons because the Chargers are the Dalton scale of teams you're correct about the Chargers being the Dalton scale of teams but incorrect in the prediction about the what Falcons
3: a, what a clown show the Falcons just banging me over and over again <laughs> faux feisty faux spicy yeah they,
4: they've lost it by the way they are no longer spicy they're no longer I'm sick of hearing risky. that they are they are it's who over. they are so and
5: finally, Rachel, with the only correct prediction, said <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers would lose to the Lions, although she also said he would burn sage on the field, which I think that part. We'll give it to her if you don't
3: know. We don't know that. We'll have to follow that up. All right. Uh, I'll go first with a prediction. Very straightforward. We talked about it on the Thursday show. The Rams are in the worst way. Um, who do they have again this week? Cardinals. 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 The Rams in the worst way need one of their stars to win a game. And Aaron Donald, who's had a quiet season, I'm not blaming it on Aaron Don- Donald because there's all sorts of issues with that team. But he has not had the year you expect, at least statistically. That changes. He's going to have multiple sacks and force a turnover, Uh, you know, be a star of this game in a big Rams win. Like that. It's good. All right, Mark. Begin. Oh, wait, no, we're going to save Mark because... This is all just the build-up to Mark at this point.
4: Greg? <laughs> okay. Uh, my favorite moment, or one of my favorite moments, I shouldn't say my favorite, but one of my favorite moments of our live show in London is when a listener came after me for talking too much about Gino, and then the rest of the crowd rallied uh, behind me and started chanting Gino. Well, that won't <laughs> be the only international chant of Gino this year. The German fans at some point will be chanting, Gino, Gino gino when the seahawks take down the Bucks. all right so they have to chant gino and they need to win they need to win too and by oh, the way oh, we nobody. might we might have another uh live show coming up in the los angeles area oh the January. Little tease show. there. let's just put a little tease there oh. a little tease there for so the I local to Levin, show. we got a clay
1: Claybon in the mix on that one patrick I I'm also gonna go super simple mainly because I'm I'm over on the season on predictions right uh, here on the Friday Fun Show, <laughs> so hard. no you got it last week oh I did no two weeks ago e- either I way thought you
3: did two weeks ago I don't know
1: it, it, go ahead it, it feels like I am uh 47 points more than 47 points will be scored in Santa Clara on Sunday uh, the arrival of Christian McCaffrey has mm. awoken something within Kyle Shanahan also they got a bunch of guys back on offense the 49ers and Chargers will score a lot of points almost 50.
5: Yes, Claybon, you said the Giants would score under 21 against the Seahawks and you were correct.
4: Look at that. Okay. Winning streak well, so time. this this feels, you know, close to a Claybon rainmaker essentially. Uh we need we'll need to workshop you, the names You may for hear it,
1: it again the, today, Greg.
3: <laughs> and Patrick, don't don't rule out the possibility that you hit on this one too because after the Giants prediction, you do have some momentum. Oh, there it is. Mm.
1: There it is. All
2: right, Mark, close it out. Okay, it is a um a Swift three-parter. Uh, one. It will not be swift. Well, it will be. One, a player is forcefully kicked by someone. Um, and Dan, I know that you and I were working together during this. I'm thinking of the Nadamik and Sue match uh, oh, yeah. Thanksgiving incident. Something on that level uh, will occur. Um, as, no- if,
3: as if working on Thanksgiving doesn't suck enough, <laughs> then you have the star of the Lions kicking a guy in the Nards, Oh, I, that was great.
2: Yeah, I, I had to take a plane that day out of LAX and I was assigned to that game and there were like 18 <laughs> spinoff posts. It's like, come on, football gods. You are already annoying. Um, part two, Tony Romo starts weeping out of happiness and a boy-like excitement and then starts speaking in tongues after a particularly elite Patrick Mahomes touchdown pass. They quickly cut to commercial break. Um, Three. Just yeah. stop
4: there, you Wait, can't top that That's your best one all year, I love that You know what,
3: I'm starting to think, because I think we all get the vibe that maybe Tony's not working quite as hard as before he got the bag uh, that he's just doing these games because he doesn't need to do really any studying at this point on the homes, because he's called almost every one of his games in the last five years
2: Right, just play the hits, I, I totally I'm with you on that, that analysis uh, The third one, in Germany Colleen or Rachel will get a selfie with Tom Brady before the weekend wraps
4: Ooh, that's good. I could see that.
3: I don't, he's kind of kept in shrink wrap on, I don't know. If that's, well, that's, that's so, so it helpful. would
2: be, so it's not a home run. It's not an easy prediction. It's a, you know, uh, not, you're not a, not a scenario.
3: And that's why I think you should be free. Free, says slur. Thank you. Free, says no, Free. All right. Wait, do they
1: Thank have to the both get a, pick a selfie with him?
2: No, one or the other. Okay. I, it's got to right. be a friend of the show. One of, that's the only two friends of the show that I, that I truly know. Well, I guess the Good Morning Football crew is over there. All Ooh, them shots fired to them. No, I just I was trying to think of like 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 people that come on our show
4: all the time, and Colleen and Rachel. Joe Thomas just heard this and was like, "Oh, what the heck, Mark? I thought we had a bond. You know, you're a Browns fan. I, I I love everyone who's over there with with the deepest part of my heart. Rich Eisen's like, I I started this network. You you don't like me? Come
3: on, I, I, a, such Rich. a missed opportunity there, Mark, to uh, lob the <laughs> grenade back. Say, oh, you know Peter and all the
2: guys. I'm not looking to create um uh, problems. <laughs>
3: All right. Thank you to everybody for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football on Sunday. We'll be back with the flagship program. Till then, free Mark Sessler and heed the call.